All right, it is 2023, and you are back with another episode of Fast Women. I am Eileen. And I am Nicole. And today we are going to be talking about the Knack Toy Awards. Cars we've driven lately. We're going to do a debate with Toyota and Mercedes. And then I'm Uh going to ask Nicole five questions that she doesn't know because I haven't come up with them yet. But we will have them by the end of the episode. (laughs) Gosh darn it. I will do my job for once. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. All right. So talk to me about Nactoy because you and I call it Nactoy. But the world, the greater world at large who listens doesn't know what that is. Okay, it stands for the North American Car, Truck, and Utility Vehicle of the Year. It used to just be Car and Truck. Now it's Car, Truck, and Utility Vehicle. They didn't really change the abbreviation, so they just call it Nactoy. So just go with us. I like Nactoy. Or whatever it would be without the U. I'm not a diphthonger. I'm not a diphthonger, so I'm not entirely sure what that would be. I don't think a diphthonger is actually a thing, but I kind of like saying it. Um, But there we go. But you cleared your throat to say it, so it feels very official. And it's very official. It's the insignia, the the insignia of the words. You see it on on vehicle brands, commercials, and and print ads, and everything. You see it throughout the year, so it is a very prestigious honor. It's a big deal. And it's it's automotive journalists that are not, instead of being just one outlet, just like, say, just Newsweek or just Motor Trend or just Car and Driver, these are journalists throughout North America. We have Canadian journalists and those from the U.S. from a variety of outlets. There's freelancers, there's people who are full-time, there are people who've been doing this for 10 or 12 years and people who've been doing this for 30 years. Like There's a very diverse mix of people with a diverse mix of points of view. So it's kind of unique to get that crew together. We test vehicles all year long, just like you and I do, Eileen. And then at the like October, we do a drive of our semifinalists and then we announce the finalists in January. Um, and I've been in Jura now for th- two years, three years. So relatively a new kid as far as the jurors go. And I am currently the secretary. So I get all like inside scoop stuff. I get inside scoop. I'm not going to share any of that with you. It's all secret secret. I'll share it with Eileen off the air. Um, yes, please tell me all of your secrets, but don't let anybody all the, in. All the dirt. No, there's no. not really that much dirt. It's not that exciting. So, so we announced, we made the announcement at the M1 concourse in Pontiac, Michigan, which is a new location for us, which was really a pretty nifty little location. Um, I have the world's best Uber driver, Eileen. From the airport? My Uber, Yes. Yes. So my Uber driver, can I just say my Uber driver was the best ever. So we had a, it was like a 45 minute drive. When I landed in Detroit, I mean, the Starbucks was out of coffee. What? At the Detroit airport? Uh Uh-huh. It had no coffee. Was there a riot happening? No, but there were very cranky people in line because the woman was loudly exclaiming from behind the counter, you know, we have no coffee, we have tea, we have this, we have that. And you'd see the last four or five people in the line like angrily stomp away because it was first time they've heard the announcement that Starbucks did not have that which it is known for. This feels like the you had one job scenario. Uh, And also, um, you were traveling on a day, the day when all the FAA system went down. So you were already in a mass of cranky travelers. I was already, everyone's already messed up because flights are delayed and flights are canceled. Like, I don't even know how I got off the ground in Boston because when we left, everything seemed fine. And when I turn on the little infotainment screen in the, uh, on the flight, it's like flights grounded. I'm like, wait, we did take off, right? Yep. Yep. That's sky. Okay. Yeah. We're in the air. I don't know what flights are grounded. So I just made it. So they have no coffee at the airport. And I've been up at, my flight was at five twenty. 
I'm stressed because I don't know if I'm going to be leaving Detroit because of the FAA thing. And I said to my Uber driver, look, dude, I will make a deal with you. If you can find a Starbucks that's conveniently placed to my route, route to get to this, I will buy you whatever coffee you want. I don't care how much <laughs> it is. He's like, I am in. <laughs> that's He's a nice awesome. guy. He like pulls up. Yeah, he pulls up. He's like, this one's really easy to get to. And he got like a caramel latte thing. And we had a nice chat. So he was my favorite human on the planet because he got me coffee in the morning. <laughs> I have no problem with that. As well, I appreciate your negotiation skills. That's, yes, that's what I'm like, I thought, right you know, I don't want to just say like, stop here. I'm like, I will pay you for the additional time in coffee, which I did. So, um, yeah, so I got myself out there and it was, it was a great event. It's always neat to see everybody and it's neat to see the cars. You know, we have all three of the, the winning cars in each category are there and there's representatives from each of those automakers there. I get to read this year. I read truck of the year. I think I did truck last year too. So they have an envelope just like the Oscars, except without the, you know, $25,000 designer dress. I was wearing jeans and a blazer, so not quite as expensive. Um, You're like the Nack Toy Vanna to, White. Yes, I'm the Nack Toy Vanna. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So that was me. She's fun. Did you give Nack a Toy shimmy? Vanna. She always gives a shimmy. <laughs> I didn't give a shimmy. I know I missed my opportunity for a shimmy. Dang it. So you go up there and you do the award. And I just have to tell you, if you've never lifted up, which probably, why would you have, the North American Car Truck and Utility of the Year trophy, it is heavy. It is a trophy that requires two hands to hold. Like, I don't know how much it actually weighs. Next year, I'm going to find a scale. I'm going to weigh it. It is so heavy. So you stand there with an award. And you're like, oh, my God, my arms. I did not work my biceps enough for this particular adventure. So I got to announce truck, which the truck award went to the Ford F-150 Lightning, um, which is a fantastic vehicle. Ford has won uh, quite a few truck and utility vehicle awards over the years. Last year, they won for the Maverick. So I don't think anybody was really surprised. It was up against the Chevy Silverado ZR2 and the Lordstown Endurance. Uh, two equally, you know, worthy vehicles. They got into the finalists. But yeah, the, the Ford F-150 Lightning came out on top. And I love those just that brief moment where I pull that uh, little thing, open the envelope and I look at it and I'm like, I know who won and you guys don't <laughs> as everyone's just sitting up there staring at me. So Ford won. Um, then they had for car of the year, we had, that was another interesting mix. There was the Acura Integra, the Nissan Z and the Genesis G80 EV and the Integra one, which is bringing back an old, name that was hasn't been around for quite some time so i think people are kind of excited to see integra come back and win i tell you that kind and, of surprises me that win that win really surprised me there were three really good candidates and yeah. i was i just i i i I, I didn't drive the integra during the launch we sent jake to go drive um but i have driven the mm-hmm. z and i have driven the g80 um i just i was surprised i was surprised not that there's anything Could, wrong with which it. one did you which one did you think would win? Like, if you were giving all your points, you're an actoid juror for the next 35 seconds. You get to pick 10 points to give to one of these vehicles or divide them up. Which one would you have given your points to? For me, it all comes down to total package. And I think G80 has a, the better total package. Okay. Because so I think given that, it to G80. And I do say that, like, Integra shares so many parts with the Civic, and it's so similar to the Civic that that almost doesn't make mm-hmm. it special enough. In my mind. Okay, that's and, fair. And that's I, a fair criticism. I, I think it's positioned well. I think it's priced well. I think it's, it's great for, for Acura. I, just to me, it's just not special enough. And the Z's great. 
but I do feel it's overpriced. Oh, it is pricey. It is pricey. Um, I thought I we're not giving out as far as you know the it was close. So you weren't the only one that you know was like, well, Integra is it going to be the G80? Is it Nissan Z? It was a close race for this one because this they're three very different vehicles, and there's reasons to go with each one. Like as far as you know, like you said, the G80 is a great the G80 EV, I should say, is a great package. The whole package, the Integra you know, revives a brand or a badge rather that hasn't been around for a while. It's different than what it was when it used to be the old Integra. I mean, it has to be different. It's been too many years, but it brings this back and it's a decent sedan. And then you got the Z. If you look, think your priorities may be more something sporty, like they're very different vehicles. So it's not like, yeah, they're all sedans, but they're very different sedans. So it's not you have to pick your priorities and you're kind of trying to decide how you want to put your points on that one. So I think that was the one category where I had no idea if I got any of these could win. And I do think it came down to, and I, and I just wonder, and obviously I'm not on the jury, so I don't know how people voted, but I do know there was a second Genesis available for the SUV of the year. And I wonder if that maybe split the vote for people where they were like, I'm actually going to give points, but that didn't win either. No. So in utility vehicle, it was the Kia EV6, the Cadillac Lyric, and the Genesis GV60. So uh, that one, the Kia, Kia, Kia EV6. That's hard to say. Kia you made fun EV6. of me last week for that. And I, I know. I'm and right back to you. It is more difficult to say when you're on the spot. I say I it know, fine I'm when like, I'm not in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. I have not fumbled that, that name, but now I'm trying to say So the EV6 one, uh, which was great for Kia. I know that everybody that won was really excited. Um, but yeah, so it was in that one again, that's it was a sort of a the, the Kia got a good number of points. I can give you the point totals for the winners. The EV6 got 258 points. The Acura Integra got 174 points. The Ford F-150 Lightning got 433. So you can see which categories were close and which categories were not by that. But the EV- the EV6, I didn't know it was going to, I thought it was going to be either the EV6 or the GV60. That was my guess before I knew. And I, I wasn't sure which one would come out on top. But I, you know, But on car, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think they're, they're all obviously very valid choices. And I, I commend the jury for their work. Um, it was it was it, it, there's great cars. I mean, there there's no bad cars there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the the one I will say that I have most questions about is the Lordstown Endurance, um, which is a take an electric take on the last generation Silverado um, mm-hmm. by uh, mm-hmm. I have so many questions. But, you know, it's it's. It is what it is, right? And yes. um, but I, I will say this: we also sent Jake to drive the Silverado ZR2, and he loved it. He went off roading yeah. in it. Um, you know, had a li- little questions, um, but really enjoyed his time in it. So again, another great vehicle. And you and I drove the Lightning together, and we were very we much did. enjoyed it. If you are listening to Fast Women for the first time this time, or haven't been a long time listener, we have a Lightning episode you can go back and listen to, um, where we mm-hmm. talk about comparing the seats to maxi pads, which is really something Ford wants us to keep bringing up every time we talk about right. the Lightning. I know Ford super appreciates that. That's why yeah. we're just going to hammer that one home. That it, Yeah, the seats in the, what trim is it? The platinum trim? The platinum, plat- yes. The highest the grade. You pay extra for maxi pad seats. It's too much. It's too much, people. There's too much seat in the seat. It's just too 
too there's too much happening we actually like the seats on the base trim of the lightning which i guess is good because then you're gonna save money right because you're not getting the fancy pants one but i yeah it was mm, yeah no i was yeah. not a fan of of the seats not but a- i am a fan of the lightning overall <laughs> exactly exactly it's a fantastic truck all right we're gonna take yeah. a break here when we get back we'll talk about some cars we've driven lately um we both have some snow stuff to talk about and then we will do our toyota mercedes debate and then i have come up with two of the five questions so we are well on our way Oh, goodness. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, you are back with us and Fast Women. We are going to talk a little bit about snow driving, driving mm-hmm. some of the test vehicles we've had. Nicole, you've had more snow. More, I would say you have snow more regularly than I do in Georgia, but I have yes. not been in Georgia. I have been in the Great Lakes area where we have had lots of snow. So I've gotten my fair share over the last couple of weeks. Uh, what have you been driving? So I've had um, where we finally got some really decent snow. I had a Mazda 3, which isn't oh. the kind of thing you would necessarily think, yeah, let me buy a Mazda 3 so I can drive around in crummy New England winter weather, but it did have all wheel drive, which matters. Mm-hmm. Um, put a pair of snow tires on it or winter tires uh, to be, to be correct. Winter tires, not they snow are tires. two different things to be yeah, very clear. So, yeah. So winter tires, because it's all, it's cold. It's not just about what's on the roads. It's about air temperature. So you want winter tires when it's under, I think they say 40 is what I see as mm-hmm. a guideline, 40 ish degrees regularly. You want winter tires. They do much better. So I had this little uh, Mazda 3 hatchback, which was super fun. I really enjoyed driving it. I had a couple of days where it was unseasonably warm and I could drive it on some side roads and on the highway. And it was a really fun little peppy little car to drive. You know, it's got that Mazda thing. They're generally fun cars to drive. They're not made for people who just need an appliance to get from A to B. They're made for people who want to enjoy the trip. And definitely the Mazda 3 fits that bill. Um it is tiny though. I mean, I had the hatchback. That's great if you want a little bit of extra cargo room, but the backs, the rear seats, there's barely enough room for someone to sit back there. There just isn't a lot of leg room. Like my husband is 6'3". When he pushed the seat back so that he could have enough room up front, I don't think anybody could have sat behind him in that. It was way too tight. Um, I was thinking- But like- I had a funny winter. See, I, was, I was thinking of uh, small cars are made for starter families. And for younger individuals. Yes. And I always think like if you're mm-hmm. taller, that poor infant in the car seat behind you, like the other <laughs> legs grow. And like we all know kids like to kick. And I know like I had a friend who had a Scion FRS and he was like, I could put a car seat in the back. And I was like, but should you like you can, <laughs> but like, should you? And like he and finally like, he, he texted me the one day. He's like, I have to get rid of it. The kid's legs are too long. And I was like, how how big is she? He's like two years old. I'm like, that's far too long. That is far too long. Like he's shorter oh, so he could get with it for longer. But I'm like, I just can't imagine like as it. And I don't obviously remember being a car seat, but I feel like there'd be a lot of kicking going on. And when they're little, 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 you can't really stop the kicking. You can only hope for the best. Yes. And here's the thing. So you think that, oh, well, they're really little, so it doesn't matter if there's a lot of leg room because they're kind of in a car seat, right? So it's not like their legs are all the way down over the edges of the seat 
you know, and their feet are sitting in the footwell. But the problem with that is because their feet aren't all the way down because of how the car seat actually lifts them up higher and has their toes really, if there's not a lot of room, their feet are literally, their toes are pressed against the backs of the front seats. So in some ways it's worse because they're just, their feet are right there. So yeah, I I remember shopping for smaller cars when the girls were little and I would bring the car seat and sit them in the car seat in it. And it wasn't even like I needed to buckle in. I just needed to see. It's like, okay, do your feet face forward or your feet splayed apart because you can't put your feet forward because they hit the seat. So it's a genuine thing. You think, oh no, it doesn't matter. It matters almost more because of how a kid's seat a car seat lifts the child up and puts their feet right against the seat. And we all know how annoying it is like when you're on an airplane and somebody crosses their legs and bumps your seat. Like just the thought of, of a kid constantly having their feet in the back. I remember my dad used to do uh-huh. like, my dad used to do the reach around where he would be driving and, and he'd be like, <laughs> like throw his hand in the back seat, just wave it between like, like I'm going to hit whatever kid is here. And because I was on the driver's side always, I could like squeeze against the window and like, you know, like, be free of his wrath but my brother endured endured the yes. wrath of the smack um without anywhere to go although it was probably always my problem because i actually had my knees in his seat because i was a child behind him so you know exactly. i'm not gonna apologize to my brother for that it saved me many smackings he should have learned <laughs> he should have learned how to cower on the other side <laughs> no better my father wasn't so much a reach back and smack you dad but he was you know in the christmas story that when the guy is mad about the bumpus hounds coming in i don't know if you've seen the christmas story anyway the bumpus hounds come in they eat the turkey he's screaming about the bumpus hounds and he's letting out like swears and when the furnace breaks swears that they say like are still to this day circling above you know the lake <laughs> that is that was my dad it was if i was kicking his seats there would have been a long like you know things i can't say on the air and one giant word that were 15 swears and followed by nicole and then i would stop what i was doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's uh, uh, the joys of parenting right um, so is a parenting, yeah. So you drove the Mazda three in the snow. You said all wheel drive was helpful, yes. but you got stuck in the car. Okay, this is the weirdest thing. And I live no. here, and there's snow and ice on the ground and on cars all the time. And so I was riding in the car yesterday, and got in the car and shut the door. My husband was with me and I went to get out of the car and I opened the door and nothing happens. I'm pulling the latch, nothing happens. I hit the unlock button. And I'm pulling the latch and it's moving, but it doesn't feel like it's catching on anything. And I push the door thinking maybe it's not fully. Nope. The door is shut. (laughs) It is going nowhere. My husband, however, is walking away from the car. And I'm like literally tapping on the windshield glass. Like, could you open my door for some reason? My door won't open. And he's looking at me. You know, he's got stuff in his hands. I'm like, I can't get out of the car. If you don't come back, I'm going to be crawling over the passenger seat to get out. Well, he can't. I said, I can't open it. And he looks. And apparently a piece of ice when the door had, because the handle pulls out to open Uh and then comes back to close. When it closed, a piece of ice got wedged in there. So it wasn't frozen. It was sort of just wedged, not fully closed. So when I was trying to open the door, I couldn't get the door open. So if he hadn't have been with me, I truly would have had to have crawled over the center console in the Mazda 3 to get out on the passenger side door, which isn't necessarily a knock against this car because that could technically happen in any car where the mm-hmm. handle comes out like that. But I thought, well, there's something you'd never think you'd have. Like, I could just imagine me crawling over that, trying to get out like, oh, Lord. <laughs> so that's a more traditional door handle. And I actually saw um, over the weekend our friend Daniel Golson, who is a freelancer. He had a Rivian R1S 
up in mm-hmm. the uh, up in the mountains in California, and he said that it, there was so much snow and ice on the car that the motor for the door handles was not strong enough because they're flush door handles to push out to open. Which, like, I hadn't thought wow, of that so, as a thing. Right. Because if you get it, because it, it sounds like we're being dramatic, but if you're out driving and it's really snowing, you can get quite a buildup of snow. You can clear every last bit when you go out for, you know, leave the driveway, but you can get a thick coating of snow and ice on the car just driving in a very short distance. That is a lot of weight. So that kind of, I could see how that could happen. And so electronic door locks do fail open. That's that's their default setting. But like I was thinking, like if you can't grab it because it has to pop out and it can't actually pop out, it doesn't matter if it's open or not. Like you just can't get in the car. So you it can't was get in. it was very interesting. And I like I remember as a kid when we get like ice storms and you'd pound along the seams of the oh, car yeah. to get in the car. Like that's not an unusual thing, but something you don't think about when you've got these beautiful flush uh, door handles. Uh, but I didn't have that trouble. I actually drove a Kia Carnival for the last week and a half. Um, Oh, how was that? Did you have a carnival in your carnival? I had no carnival in my carnival, but I have to say, it's a fantastic, uh, it's a minivan. They call it an MPV. No, it's no, a minivan. MPV. What is it? Multi-purpose vehicle? It's a it's a freaking minivan is what it is. And so I, <laughs> I drove it all over. I mean, I put like 800 miles on it. So I had like a good experience. And the whole time it snowed. Like the first day it snowed. It was kind of clear the next two days. And then we got like eight inches of snow over like a day and a half. So we had wow. a good amount of snow. And then like another day it snowed more. So I drove it highway driving, city driving. I took my dad to the grocery store. Like all those things that you do. Uh, used it for everything. And it was fantastic. It was so good. And I had the ST or XSX Prestige package. It's very hard to say. Um, like EV6. Um, but this is <laughs> SX Prestige. Um, so I, I, it had like the really super fancy like layback seats and the seats that go forward and aft and then side by side in the middle, the captain's chairs, which. I'd always kind of undervalued. I was like, I kind of get it. But I've also never had a kid that I have to have them sit on the side of the car and brush sand off their feet, which is what I thought of. Mm -hmm. But we took it skiing. So we had skis in it. Um, Skis, poles, boots, helmets, a whole shebang stuffed full, moved the two seats together. And I was able to sit and put on my ski boots on the side of the vehicle. Uh, It was brilliant. Like that is not to be underestimated in terms of functionality. And it was great. It got t- about 26 miles per gallon in mixed driving. That's actually its estimated EPA high for highway oh, driving. Wow. So that's, I was pretty happy with that. I mean, that I is know, pretty good. And, and in bad weather, like you're never quite sure how it's going to be in bad weather. And we didn't have a lot of people and it was just two people in it most of the time and not a lot of luggage or anything like that. And it doesn't have all wheel drive, but I'm driving it in slick conditions in, in, in slush in actual inches and inches of snow. No problems. No problems whatsoever. So I was really happy with it. I thought it handled a lot better than most SUVs do that are a comparable size in the snow um, with just regular tires. I didn't have anything special on it. That's and that's actually it's important that any car handle well in the snow if you're someplace where you get snow, but especially with something like an uh, a, a multi-purpose vehicle uh, because minivan minivan (laughs) because generally speaking you've got your kids in the car with you and the last thing you want it's like one thing to get stuck in the snow if it's you that has to somehow get yourself out or you and a friend or whatever or you have to deal with it but when you've got your kids in the car to suddenly deal with how do I 
now I've got to really something to deal with because I've got kids in the car and I've got to call for help or whatever. So it makes it sort of a greater sense of urgency when you have something that's going to have the kids on board and you're going to be having to haul them back and forth to school when the weather is crummy. Uh, having something that actually is capable of handling that weather is a big deal. I also want to give a shout out to the heated seats in the carnival. They heat quickly <laughs> and and fully to the point where um, I I was almost sweating. Um, and then it backs off on its own, which is always nice. But it's funny because I don't I don't exactly know where the coils are for the heated seats. But it was funny because it would get like it would be on the like level two for just a few seconds. I'm like, wait, that's not hot anymore. It's not as hot as it should be. What's going on? <laughs> um, so it was great. Heating and cooling was great. Um, it defrosted really, really well. The front and back glass, which is always so important. Um, and it, it was it wasn't difficult to spend hours and hours behind the wheel, which is always the thing, right? Like you just you just need to be sure you're comfortable in the minivan because you've got to also deal with all the other people behind you. Yeah, I took I didn't drive the carnival in the winter, but I had it for a weekend where I took it up north uh, a while ago, mm-hmm. and the family, um, you know, my daughters and we all went up and a good two-hour drive super comfortable really nice road trip vehicle really and then we drove it all around all up there and it was great for people getting in and out and it was i mean perfect perfect car for family life it really is easy to drive comfortable and you know the versatility to deal with whatever it is you're dealing with as a family the other thing that really stands out to me is that it's a joy to spend time in and i don't just mean that from a seat perspective Mm -hmm. but aesthetically it's a very nice vehicle. The materials are really nice. It looks good. The screens are fine. They're not super high definition, but they're good. It's it's on par, I think, with what Chrysler offers in the Pinnacle trim for the Pacifica. Yes. Um, but I like but it. But does so it have much. pillows? It doesn't does it have, have pillows. the little pillows. It doesn't have the head pillow. It doesn't have the Mercedes pillows. <laughs> like the Chrysler can come with. <laughs> um, but I do feel like it is so much better. Its interior is so much better than the Toyota Sienna. And that's what really sells to me because a minivan, it's all about the interior. I mean, I don't really care what it looks like on the outside. I'd like, prefer for it not to be ugly, but I just, I like it yeah. so much more than the Sienna. Yeah, it is a really nice interior. And, and it's funny because like the Honda Accord and the Toyota Sienna are like sort of I don't know, uh, like, I want to say they're the gold standard, but like, I mean, Honda Odyssey, excuse me, are like big deals as far as, as minivans go, but neither one of them is as nice as what you get in the, that pinnacle, the Chrysler Pacifica pinnacle, or what you get in the Kia Carnival that they're far nicer vehicles than the Honda and the Toyota. They really are. I don't know. Cost wise. I haven't looked at it, but I, they're, you know. So I will say I do have the Monroni, which is the window sticker you do. for the Kia Carnival sitting in front of me. It comes in with the SX Prestige at 45700 But then we added, we didn't add, Kia added a $495 <laughs> ceramic silver paint job, which is really just like a matte gray with a uh, gloss coat on it, which is fantastic. Um, and the rear seat entertainment package, which is $1,000, uh, carpeted floor mats, luxury seven passenger. I don't even know. Ooh. They did not look luxury, but they looked fine. <laughs> they were $200. So all in, including D&D and H, D&D is Dungeons and Dragons. We're going for a destination and handling is $48,690, which honestly feels like a deal. Like, I yeah. mean, you and I have driven through our SUVs and we're like, this is 80,000 okay okay in the carnival i 48 like i I, it's fantastic i would now you and i drove the ford expedition up yes i would take a carnival any day over that i would because the expedition just wasn't as nice it was i mean it was nice and stuff but it just wasn't as easy to drive it wasn't as comfortable didn't feel as upscale it's not that it's bad 
but I felt like I would, I would in a heartbeat, I would have picked the Kia. And the only reason, the only reason I would choose a three row SUV, a full size three row SUV over minivans if I had to tow something. That's the only mm-hmm. thing I can think of because it's just, it, they're just so much better. Like all together, they're just so much better vehicles. And especially now yeah. that you can turn the climate off in the rear of them. So you're only heating like the front part of the car if you're only using the front part of the car. And there's always plenty of, you know, plugs and ports and cup holders and all that jazz. So it's so well done. I know it's a multi-purpose vehicle, but it's really amazing. And what did you say? What did you say? I just pulled up the Chrysler Pacifica Pinnacle. What did you say the final tally was on Yield Kia? Uh, Yield Kia rings in at 48690 including Dungeons and Dragons shipping and handling. Okay, so uh, without Dungeons and Dragons, the Pacifica Pinnacle is 54180 when I just pull it up and I haven't added anything to it. That's just what you see when you look at the so OEM website. $7,000 so $8, more? Yeah, that LA. makes the Kia quite a steal. Yeah, it feels like quite a steal, and it doesn't feel like you're comp- uh, you're not you're not compromising on anything. Honestly, like mm-hmm. I don't the the only thing that I would change is there's like this silvery plastic strip along the dashboard, but it was not offensive. Like I was just like I just don't really like it. But like okay, whatever. Like I, okay, <laughs> I mean that's that's I was just remove I, that yeah, strip of offensive I was just like plastic. and it was and it, it wasn't like it caught my eye when I was driving. I was just like I don't really care for this. I will say this though, we talk about autonomous cars. It's it's less catchy now than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Driving a car that has forward collision warning and assist that has adaptive cruise control will show you and especially lane centering how far away we are because you oh, cannot yes. drive in winter conditions with any of that it automatically shuts off this particular yep. vehicle did not have traditional cruise control as a fallback so i spent most of my time driving like i like in yoldy days, <laughs> trying, days which like you forget how much you rely especially on the highway of going to set speed and i and also it dings Every time it changes, it dings. Yes. And can mm-hmm. I? Oh, I am. Oh. And there was, we, I ran, we went through I every menu and tried trouble. to take it off. And I swear to yep. God, I thought I was going to punch the infotainment system. I went, we went and like cleaned off all the cameras that we could find, cleaned off all the sensors. It still wouldn't work. I don't know what has happened to it. Um, but finally, when the sun came out and it ended up being above 40 degrees, it finally seemed to thaw everything enough. But mm-hmm. holy geez, we are not there. We are not there even for regular technology that should, like adaptive cruise control is pretty standard. We can't even make that work in the snow. And even not yep. just the snow, just like the salt and grime that gets kicked up on a dry day that's just kind of hanging around. We're not there. We're not going yeah. to be there for a long time. We had even just driving them. That was actually happened in the Mazda I was driving yesterday. And it wasn't even terrible weather, Eileen. It was like wet and snowy. So enough that you're going to get the snow and ice sticking a little bit to the front of the car. And 20 minutes into the drive on the highway, every light on the dashboard feels like it's blinking to tell me this isn't working, that isn't working, the other thing isn't working, and the sensors are blocked, and you can't make it stop. So if the sensor unblocks itself for a second, and it's like, oh, I'm good again, and then a half a second later, I'm blocked, I'm blocked, I'm blocked, I'm blocked, I'm blocked. So you end up dry, and you can okay it, like, okay, I got it. But you have to, every time, go through and say, okay, 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 to however many warnings that it gives you. And again, if your self-driving car needs that, it's all blind now it yeah so it's it is a and it's not vehicle specific it's not a kia thing it's not a mazda thing it's a car with quote modern technologies that every single car no matter how cheap or how expensive it is these features just they perform terribly in winter weather they just they tell you they're not working over and over and over but they they don't work they don't work yeah and that's the whole thing is you have to have fallbacks 
You have to have fallbacks. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it telling me when it is and isn't working. I find that to be comforting. But, yes. oh my God, like not <laughs> always on and off. Like it's like, and it's it, it, when it shows that it's activated, like a little green light will appear. And you're like, oh, it's like a glimmer of hope on the horizon. Then you're back to beeping hell. And then yep. it's just like, oh, yeah, no, no, exactly. Like All right. It's like water torture. Drip, drip, drip. It's beeping again. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the perfect one. All right. So we're going to leave that there. We're going to come back. We're going to debate about Toyota Mercedes. And then I'm going to ask you five questions. I'm still stuck on the two. I've got to come up with three more. Okay. All right. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, we are back and we are here to debate Toyota and Mercedes, but not against each other because no, just not against wrong. each other. It feels wrong. It feels wrong. So, so wrong. I had a phone call earlier today with a friend of ours and we were talking about if you had to buy one Toyota right now, what would you buy? And I'll say what spurred this is we were talking about how interesting the Toyota crown is and how <laughs> how uh, the person in charge of marketing at Toyota really has a job. Of the, you know, like we feel like, like look at the crown advertisement just came out. There's a, a beautiful woman who is driving the crown. She goes, she arrives at a valet stand and it's like, it checks all the boxes of what you want. If you are the marketing person, but you're like, but the car is terrible and it's ugly. <laughs> like, like it's terrible and it's ugly. So like kudos to your marketing team. If you can use that ad to sell one, good luck to you because it's terrible. So we both agreed and I'm sure you agree. I would not buy the Toyota crown right now. No, so, I would not. I want, you know, it, I remember them showing it off. It was like, look, behold the crown. I was like, uh, yay. <laughs> like, I just. Behold, a I Toyota. <laughs> another one. I, yeah. <laughs> it has, it doesn't have any personality. I want a car to have some kind of personality. I it, want it to have a heartbeat of some kind. Like, I was, or a pulse. Like, oh, even though it's like, it's barely faintly there. Just I, a little bit of a pulse to show it's alive. <laughs> I felt like driving it was an egregious waste of our time. And I should, and I should, and like, and you and I drove a Corolla all wheel drive and I was like, well, this isn't so bad. Like this, like this has merit. I don't know why I'm so repulsed by the crown. I mean, I do, (laughs) I can break it down for you, but we don't have time. Like this is not a full hour episode about the crown because it would take a full hour, but um, I just, I just, I just don't care for it, but the ad's great. It's beautiful. It, it makes me want to go to a valet stand and drop off a car. Just not the crown. If I was if I was driving the crown, the crown, it made me want to leave it at the valet stand. Tell them to keep the keys and I would write it off for insurance. Like that's yeah. where we were. Oh, at. my gosh. <laughs> wow. See, like I'm not a fan of the crown, but I don't I don't think I have the visceral hate that you have for the crown. (laughs) I have the backstory on how they developed the crown and I really need to publish it because it was very insightful. Um, A lot of, I I was a lot of passing the buck in that conversation. It was very interesting. (laughs) I do need to publish that. It is is on my list. Um, But anyway, so let's talk about Toyota. So if you had to buy one Toyota in the lineup right now, and I'm going to say that cost doesn't matter. And this doesn't include Lexus. It's just Toyota, Toyota badge. Just Toyota. Just sold in the USA. We're not going to go, you know, all the way across the ocean and find some cool stuff. Um, and it doesn't really matter. Your family situation doesn't matter. Which Toyota would you buy? Uh, like, what is the Toyota? If you were like, I have to buy a Toyota today. Okay. Okay. If I, if I had to buy a Toyota today, I think I'm going to buy the Toyota RAV4 Prime. 
I love how you said that, and then you went, oh, what is she going to say? Like, I can see your visceral face reaction. Okay. Because the reason I would go with the RAV4 Prime is I think that it's a good value. I think it's a decent car. Um, I like the RAV4. I think the RAV4 is a good little vehicle. And, yeah, so I'm going to go with the RAV4 Prime. But I think at the moment, to actually find one is practically impossible, right? Like, can't you just sort of order this now and see you never? Isn't that how it sort of goes? I think that's pretty much how it is. So, okay, so assuming that's off the table, which honestly, that would be my first response to, and our friend who I was talking to, it was his first response as well. And I will say, it wasn't Craig. (laughs) He wasn't wasn't the fast charging (laughs) man, Um, which the RAV4 Prime is a plug-in hybrid. And so you've got, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got that nice balance there of all electric range and gasoline range. And honestly, it's zippier, it's faster, it's more fun to drive than the regular RAV4. It still has the same interior, yeah but, i know um, but like but that there's not, not like i can pick a toyota that doesn't have a toyota interior yeah that's part of the issue so okay so <laughs> so we'll set that aside and we'll go with okay so what is what would be your second choice out of everything so okay oh, so we've got the corolla the camry choice? and the crown for the cars we've got the uh rav4 corolla cross venza highlander is there a small suv i'm missing off the top of my head I don't think so. Tacoma. Maybe I'd buy a Tacoma. You would buy the nine-year-old Tacoma. Okay. You know what? I mean, did you hear the judgment in my voice? <laughs> There's also like, the Sequoia and the and the Tundra I know, as I options. Was thinking, I was I was actually thinking. No, I'm, Tundra's too. I'm not a huge. I don't know why I'm not a huge Tundra fan. I think I would go with the because also if I buy a Tacoma, I can call it like the Taco. Okay. I mean, it has a cute nickname. I have to give it something. It has a cute nickname, Eileen. <laughs> okay, so work which, with me. So which trim level would you get? Would you oh, go all the way? for the love. Would you go Wait, all the okay. way to super off-road TRD, TRD Pro? Or would no, you- because I'm going to, okay, because now we're, Toyota's like, and cross them off of every list. Yeah. <laughs> because TRD looks like turd. I don't want something that says turd on the side. I blame your children for this because I feel like this comes back to something that one of them said, right? Like the last time you no, went to Tacoma? Not the child. Wh- who do you think said that the first time they saw that? Your husband. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yes. I will be honest with you. My husband would say the same thing. So I'm. See? And we love your husband. We love his and we love his sense of humor. So yeah, our husbands are wonderful. They're fantastic gentlemen, but they're also like every other man on the planet is really kind of 12 years old at heart. So it's like, oh, it's a Toyota turd. I'm like, oh, thanks for that, honey. Let's be so, honest, though. Like how many times have you and I climbed the car and been like, we're in the turd. Like, I know we do it too. equal opportunity there. What would I do? OK, I'm looking at my options. Most of them are the turd. What about the Oh, gosh. I guess I would have to do one. What's the Trail Special Edition? I don't even know what that is. But the Toyota that does Trail not have, Edition. It does not have turd in the title. It so comes in this go. beautiful dark green color. I, I know, really like. The color on this is really pretty. So this is going to be it. It's going to be the Taco Trail Special Edition. I like that. That's the one. That's what I'm going to buy. Okay. A so- cute little truck to haul my mulch in. <laughs> Oh, ooh, you're mulch hauler now. Mulch. I'm going to be hauling mulch. That's what you do when you buy a truck. You haul mulch. I love this, knowing that you have a landscaping contract for your house that you don't have to do your own mulch. <laughs> if I were going to hire, if I didn't hire men to do this for me, I would buy a taco in the trail special edition and haul my own mulch. Okay. I mean, maybe you can volunteer to haul for them. Maybe they'll give you a discount. I don't know. <laughs> can I give a discount if I show up with my taco and I get it myself? <laughs> Okay, so I have, like I said, I agree with you on the RAV4 Prime. I think yes. that um, my other choice would be either a Venza or a Highlander. The Venza? Really? The Venza? 
I like I like the fuel efficiency of the Venza, and I think it's okay. Like I think it's almost like an NX that's small. Like look, it's not my first choice. Okay, I have to buy a Toyota. Oh, but I will say this: we are going to see a new Toyota in Chicago in a few weeks. You and I are going to see the Grand Highlander, and I know I have, that could be I cool. Have grand hopes for this Grand Highlander, and I hope I am not disappointed. I'm really, 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 really hoping, really hoping. Come on, Toyota. Um, could you make it actually look nice inside? Like, I just want it to look nice. I want it to look, I want it to look pretty. I want it to look special. I want to look at at least one material and go, wow, that's a really nice material choice for that dashboard or armrest or whatever. And not, wow, that's some fantastic plastic. I just want it to look nice. Nice. Well, and then you're also that's all I want. We know we're going to have the Grand Highlander capstone. We know that's going to happen, which is, and I don't want that which to cost a hundred thousand dollars. Right? But I don't want to cost a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and that's because also there's going to be a Lexus version of the exact same vehicle. And so, like, I mm-hmm. just, I just, um, I just have so many. And questions. the Lexus version, you know, will be pretty inside because it's a Lexus. Yeah. So speaking of things that are pretty inside, we're going to talk about Mercedes vehicles yes. because they have that. Let's be honest. We've we've had some issues with Mercedes vehicles that we've driven lately. There's a few we like, and a few were like, yes. oh, we were in one. We were in the EQS SUV in Pasadena recently. You and I drove around together. It's when uh, I was driving it when I dropped you off to buy cream puffs and then had to circle the block a few times yes. to find you after you purchased right. cream puffs. <laughs> um, and it had what I will call the most butt ugly dashboard treatment. It was like, it looks like it was mm. a fixed panel it actually reminded me of like an artist palette like the shape of it and it was like brown with silver str- lines in it like almost pinstriping it looks so it, cheap it the men's suit oh, like i think bad of, like, suit. like a gangster suit it just wasn't it was not doing it nope no mm. so and and we were in the, we had the c-class you and i did the c-class drive separately but together and we had yes. many problems with the c-class breaking and navigation among the, it, them the info, the the navigation, and it's still the navigation still hates me in Mercedes. I don't know why it hates me. I almost feel like the engineers are like, wait, before you give that to her, let's mess that up so that when she says take me to the grocery store, it tries to route her five thousand miles to the nearest Whole Foods. Like it just doesn't. Yeah, mm-mm. it's like you would like it to go to me. Whole Foods headquarters <laughs> yeah, in, in California. I assume that's you've been routed. No, how about the one twenty minutes away? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know that one. Um, so anyway. <laughs> that's uh, yeah so okay so same questions toyota if you had to have one mercedes right now what would you have and i'm gonna say i'm gonna say for the sake of argument like the gt is out of the question because the gt is amazing and it just is what it is and it's also like really expensive so i'm gonna go with like like a traditional car like normal human normal luxury car prices not like you're outrageously crazy okay so i did have the eqs sedan last the week before the Mazda mm-hmm. and I really liked it. Now that's a hundred thousand dollar car. It starts at one Oh two. So it's not cheap, but I did like it. Here's the reason I liked it. What I liked about it was that like, that's not an insignificant price, right? Mm-hmm. Most of us are not going to buy a car that costs six figures, but sometimes you get in these cars that are this expensive Eileen and you think like, Oh, I wouldn't pay a hundred thousand for this. Even if I had a hundred thousand, it doesn't feel like special. It doesn't feel like it should be a hundred thousand dollar car. Mm-hmm. I felt like the EQS when you sat down looked like a car that cost what it cost. You didn't look at look at the inside and feel like, oh, this is kind of dated. This is there's, you know, this the, the materials aren't great. Everything was beautiful. The materials were beautiful, the quality, the style, the design, the ride is really, really quiet. 
not, I know it's an EV, you don't have an engine. I'm talking about like the wind noise and the road, like everything. You feel ensconced in this little space. It's like a refuge from everything. I loved that. And I loved how all the, everything on the dashboard looked. Okay, at night, it's the prettiest dashboard you've ever seen. Like the way the ambient lighting is around it and the screens that just go all the way across. Although, again, with a 12-year-old husband was playing with the ambient lighting and you can set it so that it will sort of react to the music that's playing. Correct. And he turned it into a party bus. I'm like, you've got to stop, turn down the radio and stop this discotheque that is happening because I can't even, my eyes are like, what? Where's the road? Lights everywhere. It was, I thought <laughs> I can't look at my phone at a stoplight, but somehow this was all legal mm-hmm. <laughs> to have this. Um, it was crazy, but I like that. I would go with the EQS sedan. I felt like it was this very future forward car that you can buy right now. And then it looked like what it cost. It was worth it. That was, that's my, that's when I buy. I actually like it. Okay. I will allow you to do that. I will allow you Thank to purchase you. one. I, I appreciate it. I did not like the Mercedes EQS for some of the reasons you mm. liked it. I did not care for the amount of, uh, I'm going to say just the amount of tomfoolery it has and technology. Like I, I don't, I know because I'm a hundred years old. I don't care for the ambient lighting thing. Most of okay. the time. I don't like it because I don't like the way it reflects in the windows. I don't find like, and I just don't care for it. And I, I always turn it off as much as I can. I also See, I put it to this lovely, like reserved sort of blue yeah. once I stop playing with it. That just lightly glows and gives the car a little warmth. Go ahead. Yeah. That bothers me. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> your personal choices are offensive. No. Um, <laughs> so I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, the screen thing, like I get, that's where the money is. I get that. But like, I just, I don't need that much of my thing. And I did find, and I had it here a couple months ago and it was still, it was not warm, but it was like 50 degrees outside. Maybe it, the screen got so hot to the touch. And so when you're like, if you're browsing through like television stations, that sort of like, not television stations, radio stations or whatever, like changing, like I have Apple CarPlay on. I found that it got very warm after it'd been on for like 45 minutes or longer and so that that bothered me i mean just it just is what it is it just bothered me so um i also like the regular s-class better i like the way it drives better i like the handling better if if i was going to spend that amount of money that's what i would spend it on i also think the eqs sedan is ugly on the outside i think it looks like a stupid jelly bean i think it looks like the taurus did before the taurus (laughs) went away before it it came back it looks like a jelly bean and it is hideous it reminds me of the millennium whatever statue or thing in chicago but oh in chicago the jelly bean yes Yes, i know what you're talking about that is an icon this should be thrown in the trash and started over with on the outside oh my god and i know we so differ on this that's so funny and i know that it's because of aerodynamics like i get the reasoning behind it i just hate it so that's where I am with that. That's the way I feel about that's that. That's where we are with that. Um, I, you know, the one thing I did hate about it is the um, on the steering wheel, there are little tiny touch pads that are like the size of your pinky nail mm-hmm. so that you can swipe the volume up and down like it's a touch thing. Yeah. But if you turn the wheel and your hand happens to yes. touch said touch pad, you turn it up as high as that volume will conceivably go as you're turning a co- corner and scare the ever-living daylights out of yourself. And suddenly your music is like, Boom! And you're like, ah, ah, down, down. Why did I do that? Turn it off. But don't get me wrong. The EQS is a fantastic S, uh, a fantastic car. Like they've done a really great job with it. So I can, I understand its value and why it's important and why it's great, um, even though I don't personally care for it. Now, having said what I've said about the shape and look of the car, if I was to choose a car right now, I would do the AMG GLC 43 Coupe, 
which it's got four doors. It's not really a coupe, but we can get to that later. Um, MSRP of 68.2. So it's a okay. good price. I really like the way it drives. It feels like it's the right proportions. Kind of like when you get into like a, 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 a I'm going to say like a, a mid-sized to compact car that just has the right wheelbase. Like you feel like you can like move it around. You've got like, it's, it turns really well. It handles really well. Everything about it. You're just like, this is fun to drive. And it, and okay. it's still an SUV. Like it's not a small SUV by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I like it better than I like the GLE. I feel like GLE is a little bit bigger and I just feel like the GLC really hones in on those dynamics a little bit better. And of course I enjoy the 4.7 seconds, zero to 60 time and the near 400 horsepower and torque. So, you know, can't go wrong there, but that's, that's what yeah. I buy right now. Honestly. Okay. That's so, fair. Yeah. I like that. It's okay. Like, it's, I mean, it's got everything. It's also, it's got everything I need for it, which is the other thing there. It's got, it's got enough, enough cargo space. It's got enough room in the front and back, you know, like, I don't need a GLS. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's, that's fine. I, I, I don't know. I don't, feel, need, don't get it. This feels very slightly low maintenance for me. I don't know. I know. I feel like <laughs> you, I just designed a Bentley and pretty purple is now like, I'm going for the less fancy Mercedes. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I don't, the $60,000 Mercedes sounds fine to me. But that's what I've got for that. So, all right. So we will come back from break and we will do five questions. I'm putting you on the spot this time, which I know you absolutely enjoy. Ugh. I know, but you love it. You love it. You love to hate it. Uh, <laughs> I love to hate it, I guess. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> All right. We will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are back with our last segment for this episode of Fast Women. We are talking about all things travel and cars, as usual. And so mm -hmm. I have some travel yes. questions for you. I have some car questions for you. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. You and I are embarking on a road trip this week. A long road trip across the southern United States. What is the one thing you cannot live at without on a road trip? Diet Coke. Oh, that's a good good call. Like I knew, literally, like I, knew that. I, I, yeah. I can't not have a Diet Coke. I need to have ice cold Diet Coke. I want it in a... I, my first choice is like from um, McDonald's because they do the best job of mixing their Diet Coke. Second choice would be Wendy's. Third choice would be Burger King. And if those aren't available, then I will stop and get a can, preferably the large like oversized can from a convenience store and only as a last resort a plastic bottle because it makes it taste funny. I 100% knew most of that. <laughs> I did know about the McDonald's, but I was unaware of the Wendy's and Burger King because usually we do come into contact with the McDonald's. So I know that that's first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, McDonald's first. All right. So this can that cannot be the answer to the next question. Oh, no. What is the... Okay. And I'm saying this because you made fun of my butt pillow. What is the one <laughs> decadence that you must have on a road trip? One decadence. Mm -hmm. Eileen, I'm so low maintenance. My Diet Coke is my, that's it. <laughs> I don't get fancier than that. What's the only other thing that I make sure that I always have on a road trip is gum. I don't think that's very decadent. That's not, that's disappointingly not decadent. I, I don't Would have Would you like anything. me to order you a butt pillow? 
I mean, maybe I need a butt pillow. Maybe I need to up my game for 2023. You need to get me a butt pillow. <laughs> I can do that. We have time for Amazon to deliver before you leave on Thursday. <laughs> okay. All right. It's true. You do like them. I will say this. I am bringing gum, so you don't need to bring gum. I have the mother load still to work through from last year because I bought okay, it, I think, but- every trip last year because I kept forgetting it. And now I have like random pieces not pieces but like random packages tell me it's gonna be like a ziploc baggie with like 40 different kinds of gum in it wait is she's reaching off camera and her just oh my god she has handfuls of gum and two things of mints (laughs) one of which is from the amsterdam airport so we can really get into those if we want Woohoo! okay okay all right so you know my butt pit is my decadence um the one thing i cannot live without on a road trip i'm gonna say quality restroom stops i like a clean toilet i'm gonna be honest with you yeah, but I feel like beggars can't be choosers. You're in the middle of nowhere, and you know there's a porta potty. Porta potty, it oh. is. Oh. I'm I'm not above using a porta potty. No, it's, no, if it's no. That I just, or I like just wet your pants. No, I just don't care for. It. I'd ra- I'd almost rather use just leaves and a, and a dirt path. But I mean, <laughs> it's just where we are in life, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I will say this: like you and I, like okay, most road trips you can be a beggar and a chooser. So like yes. that's this one where it's a little different. Okay. Um, we talked about how we don't really care for the Mercedes EQS interior piece that is across the dashboard. Yes. Um, what company has the best car interior right now? Oh, okay. We were talking about them earlier and I'm just not going like straight to a luxury brand. Cause mm-hmm. I almost feel like that's sort of unfair. Like just a luxury car should have a luxury interior. Mm-hmm. Just average wins. I think Kia has some of the best their interiors, the bang for the buck that you get with a Kia interior right now is really good. For luxury vehicles, I generally do like Mercedes interiors. I know we don't like hmm. that EQS situation. She is giving me the worst stink eye right now. I'm thinking. But it's not, it's not like, necessarily stink eye. I'm thinking. So, it's like, so overall, like no, not picking one specific car, if it's like sort of a more affordable brand, I think Kia's really, really does a fantastic job. And if you want to go with a luxury car, but not crazy bazonkers luxury, Mercedes, their cars look really good inside. So I'm going to say that I agree with you about Kia. Yeah, you hate Mercedes. I don't hate Mercedes. I just wish that they would do better. Um <sighs> The grills, they have those, the, the speaker grills. What is it? Burr, uh, Burr, Burmeister, Burr. Uh, they, they're like this little silver, like, and they have lots yeah, of perforations. It's, and it's, yeah, it's you know, just a speaker I, cover. But I love how pretty they are. Okay, the, pretty. The, the, there's a lot of those. Um, oh my gosh, I, 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 I should I give them nothing. No, no, no. I no, like your speaker no, I, grills, Mercedes. No, I do like, I like the, some of the cool fancy designs for that they have. Um, I, I'm going to say, I feel like I'm going to be a little nitpicky here, as, as one is to do. Um. I like Volvo's everything except that center screen because it's dated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, and then also like the front screen for Volvo needs some improvement. Like it's not it's not quite big enough. It's it's weird when you get your hands on the wheel. It's hard to see sometimes. Um, kind of like the BZ4X is a little hard to see. So Volvo except for the screen. Screen. The screen. Um, and I will say this. Up until about two years ago, I would have said Genesis because I think Genesis has amazing mm. interiors. But... Yeah. There are some elements that are not quite luxury. Like I, that orb thing, the orb in the center, it's fine, but there's a lot of like that silver painted plastic around it. And there's just yeah. some of that that's creeping in from other Hyundai and Kia products. It's creeping, like the Palisade has that. It's creeping in to the Genesis. And I, I, I hate to see it. Like that's, I'm just, I, I just okay. feel like that that bothers me. Um, I will say from a backseat perspective, the Bentleys are fantastic. 
That I, is crazy bazonkers. Now you've gone yeah. crazy bazonkers prices. But we have to I keep do. it to normal-ish humans. Maybe maybe my Bentley people are normal-ish humans. Maybe that's where I am in life. The Bentley and I <laughs> and you, and I I don't know a single person who's ever driven or been in a Rolls Royce who doesn't think that the carpeting is amazing in a Rolls Royce. Like three inch. Oh my thick god, the carpet wool. is so cool. Yeah. Yes, I wanted to take my shoes off, but I felt like the Rolls Royce people would frown on me just like putting my toes in the carpet and playing with it. Oh, it's the nicest carpet. It's so plush. It is plush. It is It is the way to go. Like, I think I would have Rolls Royce carpet my house. Yeah. Can I, I just think- put that everywhere in my house, please? How much is that? A million, zillion dollars? Sure. Because I'm. that's where I am. <laughs> I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that carpet. What, you know what? Can you imagine getting out of bed in the morning and that's the carpet? That that's the carpet under oh, your feet? I would just sit on the side <gasps> of my bed the rest of my life. It'd be amazing. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be the best. I would never wear slippers. I would never wear socks. No. I'd just walk around <laughs> in my bare feet on that carpet. <laughs> All right. And I think we kind of just answered this, but EQS SUV or EQS sedan. I'm going to throw another one in there for you, which you and I both recently drove the Mercedes EQB. I kind of like the EQB because I think it's a little bit more practical. I, I do like the little EQB. I had that for about two weeks at the holidays. So I had a good long time in that. And it was... A fan, like, because the EQS is expensive. Like, that's a pricey car. It's really lovely, but it is it is a high end car. EQB, you can you can afford that one. Like, people can aspire to get that one and actually get there. Um, and it was great driving it around with the family in the car for the holidays. So I I liked that. I know you've heard me complain about the Mercedes driving signature and and how I feel like the electric Mercedes don't really uh, portray that. The EQB does. You get mm-hmm. into it, and I don't know if it's because it has a gasoline counterpart and the other ones don't, but you get into it, and it's a pleasure to drive. You f- don't notice the difference between it being electric and gas besides the powertrain. Right. I feel like there's always like a smoothness compromise and like there's a less visceral experience. I feel like the EQB is right there. Um, I did not care for the fact it did not have adaptive cruise control. Like, can we just can we just not? Like the EQS SUV doesn't have a heated steering wheel. Like there's, yeah. there's certain things there where I'm like, okay, let's make a deal. How much is it going to cost me for you to put that sensor on? Because I will pay it. I will pay $1,500 <laughs> for adaptive cruise control. Um, and How that's much because, money do you want? <laughs> and honestly, it's more disappointing because the Mercedes adaptive cruise control is quite good. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the part where you're just like, oh, like it could be so much better. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last okay. one. Mm-hmm. We're ostensibly, big word, um, going to be test driving this EV6 next week. Yes. And we're not just test driving the car. We're test driving the charging experience and gas stations or not gas stations, but truck stops along the way and things like that (laughs) and bathrooms, as it were. Um, So here's my question for you. When we are test driving and we are driving, so just the part where we're behind the wheel, what are the things you're going to be looking for? Because we've driven this car, you know, on our own a fair amount. But what are those things that, you know, as you settle into a car, even if it's not EV6, but say it's another car that you have like for two weeks, what are those things that as you're in that car for a longer period of time, you actually think about perhaps more in depth than you do when we're just like in it for three hours during a quick drive? The things that I think about when I'm in a car for a longer period is literally the the storage. I don't mean like what I'm putting for cargo in the back, but you sit down in a car and you have your wallet, you have your key, you have a coffee, maybe your phone you want to toss in there. Maybe you just walked in the car with a small package or something, your, your gum that you want to stick in. Do you have places to put stuff in the front that don't require like knowing how to play Jenga? Like, can you just put things easily Store the things you want at hand at hand and not in the glove box either. Like have things ready and at hand drink holders, which I know sounds like such a silly thing, but if you can't fit anything other than a small cup of coffee or a small can of soda into the cup holders without 
the two drinks bonking into each other or when you pick them up, hitting something, a knob, a button, an overhang from the center console. Those are things that are annoying. And also just the, the cover on the center console itself. Sometimes grabbing those and opening those, they all open relatively easily. But if they're awkward, like the ones that slide front to back and also open can be a pain in the neck because if you're just trying to open and it slides and opens, it's not doing what you want it to do. So the kind of stuff that you that you really use all the time. You're always tossing stuff into the console. You're always, you know, putting something to drink in there. You're always going into there. That sort of everyday usage stuff is the kind of stuff that I look for first and foremost, because that, that makes a car easy to live with or not. If those things don't come together very quickly, you think like this car is a pain. This car, I don't want to live with this car. No, I absolutely agree with you on, on the drink holders and and that sort of stuff in the storage space. Like storage is huge. I always think of like, when I take it and I go to the grocery store, if I'm not doing a big haul, or like if I am and I've just got like eggs and bread and stuff, you don't want to be smushed in the car, I put on the passenger seat. And I always have to remember, I don't know how this car exactly handles around corners. So when I turn into my neighborhood, which is a 90 degree turn, my hand, like my father's, would have thrust across the passenger seat to hold <laughs> that in place as it goes yes. around a corner. And it's it's not too often that like it's a huge problem, but there are times where I'm like, oh, there go the eggs, like <laughs> grabbing it as you're trying to get in the corner. And those are just real life things where you don't really think about it. Right. Like that actually impacts me. Like if I own the yeah. car, that's something that's really going to annoy me. And the same right? with like not having any grocery hooks in the back of like an SUV. So you've got all the space. And like in my personal car, we have a cargo net that you can put mm-hmm. all the different things in. But like if you don't have that set up or like you're just running out to get something, like it's just those things you think about. Um, I wrote down another one is um, whether or not the cord for charging my phone, because I don't always like to have it just in the tray, but the cord is like constantly in the way of the drinks. Oh, or yes. like the cord That's gets the wrapped around or what? Like, no, absolutely not. Um, and then the CarPlay connection. So if you do connect to CarPlay via Bluetooth, as opposed to doing it with the cord, there are times when that just goes out. Like, because we drive along, yeah. it just goes out. Like, Apple, you do so many things right. Why is this a problem? <laughs> and it's not a specific manufacturer. It's got to be the chip. No. There's going to be something wrong with that Apple CarPlay chip because that's pretty universal. Like, I just, that really annoys me. Yeah, it's, that is actually one of those annoying things too, like how the infotainment works, not in terms of like, you're going to learn how your system works. Even if you don't know how to use it today, give it a couple weeks, it's going to totally be intuitive too. You're going to get it. But a little things like that, like if it's sort of like, if it just craps out on you, if Apple CarPlay just stops in the middle, or if you're trying to get to something, it's like, why, why I'm plugged in. And you have those moments where Apple CarPlay doesn't always you know, everything is here. Everything is set correctly. What am I missing that this one time I plugged in and it, I'm seeing the navigation, but it's not coming up right. Like having to futz around with that stuff is annoying. There used to be. Now, when I listen to Sirius XM more, which I do in my own car, but I don't usually impress cars because I'm usually having to take calls while I'm driving or whatever. Um, but I will be in it and like a small tree cover will come over and the Sirius XM goes out. I'm like, why you're using the same satellite as my car and yet your antenna when there is a branch in the way and i live in an area um you and i live in different areas of the country but we live in areas that have streets that are covered by trees routinely and not they're suburbs so you've got things in the way it's not tall buildings but tall buildings in city are a huge problem anyway for sirius xm but in the country I should not have to worry about that. I'm not driving through a tree tunnel in Petoskey, <laughs> Michigan. I am driving through like just regular. Why is that a problem? And it used to be Toyota is the worst for me 
That is the absolute. I know exactly where it is. When you come to my neighborhood, about 15 feet in the neighborhood, and I don't know why, because it's a cemetery there. So I don't know why. I mean, I assume maybe it's the dead. I don't know. Not not to yeah, speak ill of them, but perhaps they, with the technology. Perhaps they don't care. Maybe they're pacemakers that are still operating, even though they're not. I don't know if like maybe that interferes. That I don't know. It could be a thing. I don't know. I just I just I oh they curse me. Toy doesn't have and Sirius XM curses me. But that's where we are with things. Okay, fair enough. So you and I are headed off. I'm actually headed to Sedona, Arizona tomorrow to go test drive the Honda Pilot. Uh, And then I will meet you in LA and we will begin our adventure. Yes, and I'm going to get to play around with the uh, Land Rover Defender in my driveway this week, Eileen. It should be fun. So I'm going to play around with the Defender for a few days. And then I'm going to fly to California to meet you for our grand EV6 adventure from Disneyland to Disney World. So if you are listening to this podcast between the 19th and 23rd, that's the time frame that Nicole and I will be traveling. You'll be able to tune into Newsweek.com, see our live blog, a couple hours delayed for safety, but of our progress, we'll be tracking uh, conditions and scenery and charging, which is very, very important. All of those things uh, on the blog, as well as perhaps uh, gas station things we find, and yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and perhaps <laughs> even rate some restrooms while we're at it, because this is what we do. So <laughs> be very true to our brand. Um, so stay tuned. In the next episode, we're going to record that on the way, so you'll be able to find mm-hmm. out, you know, trials, tribulations on the way, kind of like we did with the Millamelia episode. And um, I guess we'll talk to you next week when we are in the middle of our adventure. Woohoo! Woohoo! Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.